welcome to Be You Bloom. I'm Jessica, your host and mind strategist. It is literally about, let's see here, it's 3.11 in the morning. (laughs) So you may not be listening to this in the morning, but uh, for me at the time of this recording, I woke up with just sort of this nudging sensation. Have you ever felt that a nudging sensation that I wanted to share a message or create a piece of writing for um, a magazine I write for or an idea for a new project that comes to mind? And usually during this time in the morning is when you are reaching um, or access having access to a deeper intuition and you're not in the complete critical mind and the thinking mind um, and the neocortex part of the brain. So it's a wonderful time to just go with the flow and allow whatever comes to come forward. So that's what I'm doing right now. And I thought, wow, my podcast came to mind. And when we're working on so many different things, sometimes one or more things haven't been addressed in a while. <laughs> and it's not for a lack of wanting, it's for what can be a lack of time so good things have been happening and I want to share why um, my time has been focused on that Uh, the first I wanted to share is a a video project that I was working on on the science of neurotheology neurotheology combines neuroscience and religion or spirituality and what happens to us to our central nervous system what happens to our central nervous system and our um, our ability to cope even with chronic illness, um, our well-being, our emotional regulation, our ability to practice self-control and to have hope and optimism. So many, many different things in the research. How that is impacted when we have a personal and loving relationship with God. And I think it's so amazing to to see how when we have someone that we look up to, uh, to God that is bigger than us, who can see far wider than we can see, who is like the ultimate parent with wise eyes, that there is a restfulness that we take in that. There is a peace that we get to partake in. There is a an ability to take things off your shoulder a little bit more, you know, and not carry every single burden on your shoulders alone. And there's something that happens in our psyche that is so beneficial, especially when we have an unwavering faith. And even when our faith wavers, we're human beings, it's expected to happen. We rise and fall, we get into the dips, but we come back equipped we come back equipped and always remember that and you know where to go to get that that knowledge and that support. So I just wanted to share that with you in this three o'clock magical hour. It reminds me of the Trinity, God's Spirit and the Lord and opening up our heart space, which is the center, center, center of divinity. That's where you get that intuitive wisdom, especially when you have heart coherence and brain coherence. When your mind and your heart are in sync, they're synchronized, and you can activate that through the use of positive emotions like gratitude and compassion, empathy, love, one of my favorites, love, for even your pet that's so unconditional 
and you can feel that love of unconditional an unconditional connection I think of God and even holding hands with Jesus and allowing myself to relish in that and, and allowing a smile to form across my face and the moment that I feel that happening with my eyes closed I know that I am optimizing my heart and my mind to a state of receiving because when we're grateful it's that we've already we already have something that we're thankful for we are in receiving mode and then you get these ideas and your brain is organized and synchronized and it starts coming up with resources and opportunities and things that you didn't think about before because you are in what I like to call the deeper layers of your brain where you get to access through your heart space and your mind space higher wisdom <laughs> so let's talk about a real life example of something that recently happened this week um, so a family member of mine called me and was um, taking on a new position and we all know when you start a new position it can be challenging it can be overwhelming you can be um, moving between confidence and imposter syndrome there's so many things that can happen when you're first starting the day-to-day of your new job especially if you're a little bit older now and it's a new field if, if it's a new field and you're starting from scratch boy that takes so much courage already uh, and if we can be honest there's a lot of fear that can come up right some self-doubt some why am I even doing this now at this age this also is something that came up in a mastermind group that I was speaking at uh, yesterday I was a guest for this amazing amazing group of powerhouse women and indeed these women are and just having these really authentic conversations about these things that can come up as uh, we move into our businesses and so I was talking about um, seeing through the eyes of what God called you to be and not through the eyes of the opinions of those around us and naturally we want to get the support of those around us um, but not always does that happen and and it's not that they intend to be vicious or malicious it's that they're really seeing through the limiting lens of their own life script and their own fears that they are verbally exercising towards you and then if there's love between the friendship there's also that protection mode you know if I can't if I don't believe that this can happen for me maybe it won't happen for you so if we look at it more in a in that kind of light it takes away a little bit of that negativity or judging from where the person is coming from and I suggested that when that happens send positive emotions to that person close your eyes say a prayer over them that whatever is their limiting belief be broken and that it's nothing that comes into your life or affects the way you're pursuing the vision and the calling that God put in your heart and the amazing skills that you have that you're going to actualize and gift to the world because we're waiting for you we're waiting for you to share it with us so back to my family member um so you know, she was very excited and I was cheerleading her on. I know how important it is to have, especially if it's a family member or close friend, cheerlead you on and be your first cheerleader. Although I always say be your first cheerleader, you first, um, you know, um, 
celebrate you and then everyone else is after right so that you don't have to be dependent on that so i was definitely her sec- second third fourth 15th cheerleader <laughs> and so we were celebrating the start of this role and the next day comes and i didn't want to you know interrupt the day so i get a text message at the end of her day and it reads this is probably not for me i don't think this is going to happen this isn't for me and i could see what was a spiraling of you know a mental spiraling into all the reasons why not all the reasons why i should not pursue this all the reason why reasons why my self doubt was correct the fact that i was questionable deep down inside then i was correct that this is probably not for me so i want to break that down a little bit and explain what happens when we go into that mental spiral of not or this isn't working so and i could see it what was unfolding so i called her and there was a venting immediately that was happening because the person is now in distress it didn't go as the way they had hoped and it's almost like oh my gosh what did i do why did i take this on and how do i get out of it so the brain is going to find every reason to agree with you and make you be right even if you're not right even if you're wrong <laughs> so first and foremost number 1 the brain is going to seek ways to agree with you and make you right so if you believe this isn't for you you will receive that this isn't for you so what does that look like what that looks like is now you're going to highlight all the negativity that will support that initial belief that this is not good for me this is not the right place so one example was she she spoke about her drive home being so long and like it's going to be an hour long each way although she knew that that was the issue that was a, a consideration excuse me taking the job it wasn't a problem before it was oh no problem if i want to do this i'm going to do it but now it became a problem on day 1 the next thing was then i come home and uh the house is a mess the family's you know can't make dinner in time because i'm coming home from a long drive this is the way it's going to be all the time it's not going to work out i'm going to be stressed um and my family's not going to be taken care of and that is a real consideration right but it wasn't one that was there when we were in more positive hopeful optimistic emotional life So again, the negative emotional life is trying to feed itself and what we feed as the Buddha say continues to live and what we refuse to feed will die. So if we feed this negativity, it's going to continue to find more to substantiate the claim. <laughs> Do you see how that works? So um as the venting kept going on, um I started to redirect the energy. and uh because you do want the person to let it out that is important process through before we can have that breakthrough but the amount of time that you spend on focusing on that negativity or the venting will determine how quickly you bounce back so you get to decide you get to decide how long is that suffering for you really do in all areas even from the worst of sufferings in the worst of losses and the worst of life challenges you get to decide how long will i will i allow myself to relish in my suffering and am i ready to transform it into something of utility something of use and so i know that 
and uh, working with our with our brains is very important if we're going to turn this around to get to positive emotion because positive emotion like compassion gratitude empathy love forgiveness all of these positive emotions open up the heart space as well as your brain positive emotions are key to have heart brain coherence so that you can literally unify the mind because when you're operating in the negative what happens is you now form a myopic view of your issue so you can't even see past the issue you're only going to see every reason why that one little dot is such a big problem on this vast white piece of paper you're unable to see all the white space of how you can create solutions around this you're just focused on that little black dot and so in order to expand the view in order for the brain to say let me look at this from a wider perspective and this is what happens in therapeutic sessions right we want to help the client to widen their perspective so that options and solutions can flow into the mind space but we cannot do that through the lens of a negativity so what i decided to do was start asking her can you tell me what went good in your day what went well and you can do this as a friend when you're listening to someone mentally spirally or spiraling or emotionally uh, spiraling you can now redirect the energy and ask the person tell me what went well for your day what were I don't, even if it's this, a cup of coffee that was so amazing in that office, was that the good thing today? And so there was a little bit of hesitation and then you'll hear the person go back to the venting again. Well, this worked out, but you know, I still can't forget that blah, 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 blah. And that will start to happen. So you gently redirect them back. Okay. I understand that. Be very supportive and have a listening ear because we all go through that and we would want that same support. And this person in my family is very, very amazing at that too. If I called and said, hey, I just, I need you to listen to uh, something that happened that really hurt me and that I'm struggling with, right? So that's what we're there to do in community with one another. So take it a step further and redirect that bent, redirect that bent. And so as I kept asking uh, and my voice and tone got lighter and more joyful for her because initially you want to match the person and understand and say you know I get it like I, that totally makes sense on the first day that this would happen um, and then gently bring them down to a state of calm a state of calm and you can do that with your intonation and the words that you use and then she started telling me about all the good stuff and I was like wow there is and she would not stop and it was so amazing I was smiling on the other end of the phone she would never have known because I was just like yes 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 and as she's telling me from you know my you know my 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 manager actually like saw that I didn't really eat a good lunch and actually gave me some food that she had I was like wow like so see in the negativity the mind didn't even looked right over it looked right over the blessing that was right there and then started telling me about phone calls that she was having with potential clients on the phone and then she told me her about her interactions and how she handled those calls she handled those calls like a champ you would have never known that if I had been that friend that exacerbated the negativity I was like mm -hmm, you know what that always happens to me too and then I start telling her my negative story and we both spiral into this negative abyss of emotion what do we get out of it Where's the productivity in that? So your negative 
experiences, just like suffering, is meant to do something with it. Do not waste it. Do something with your pain. Have a productive way of processing through your suffering, through your pain, so that you don't waste it because, you know, you went through it, you felt it for um, for the reasons that you decide to look for. You look for those reasons, like how to make that be something meaningful, something of value, something of utility. So I was just smiling ear to ear, letting her go. And now she was venting about all the positives. And, and then she says, you know what I'm going to do tomorrow? I said, what are you going to do tomorrow? She goes, you know, I know tomorrow's going to be hard because it's only day two and I'm still learning. And so I'm going to have frustration. I'm going to have these moments. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell them whenever I'm having that moment to say, you know, could you slow down because I really want to learn this and it's only day two and you can, you know, she's like, I don't care if I have to laugh about it because it's true, but it's only day two and I need you to slow down because I really want to learn this well so that I could be of good use to you, to this company. And I intend to be here and grow and learn as much as I can. And I said, you know, when you said that, if I was your manager hearing you say that, you would make me so happy and excited because I would say, wow, I'm seeing this person be authentic and letting me know. And you, you know, directing, sometimes you're, you're being taught by people who have already, well, pretty much they have automated their, their roles. And sometimes they may not stop to, take you step by step and they want you to learn it so quickly but you have to tell them hey i'm on day one i'm on day two let's slow down a little bit because i really want to get it and i do care a lot about this role i'm excited about it but i certainly don't want to jump in and be confused and cause an issue you know so let's take it step by step here's what i need here's what i need that if you did if you would support me in this it would help me help you and be better off for it, for the company. And so she kept going. She was on a roll. She was like, okay. And then I think that, you know, this is possible that could happen. And I said, okay. I said, what do you think about that? And she's like, I didn't want to take that, that assignment on, but I'm going to take that assignment on day two. You know what? They asked me to do something that I wasn't sure about, but actually now I'm thinking about it. I could do it. I can do it. And I'm like literally giddy on the other end of the phone, but quietly, cause I don't want to disrupt her flow. And she's like, you know what? This is the way I can do that thing. And she, I said, walk me through it. She walks me through it. And it was a completely brilliant solution to a fear. She was already portraying that she wouldn't be able to do it. Now she's looking at it like I can, I can, I am, I will, and I am taking this on. So did you see what happened there, you guys? So because she went to positive emotion and thought, what was I grateful for? Now she put her mind into a receiving space. The data starts coming, downloading of all the possibilities and options that she really does have and that she can activate even as, as early as day two and not feel like she's, she doesn't have any self-control. Now she can regulate her mood. Um, she learned how to find the upside even in the downsides, which is key. And she's learning that failure is data to be greater. She learned what wasn't working. And now I'm going to communicate with my management what I need from them in, in supporting this transition because this is a new industry for me. And uh, people like to help. So those managers, I'm, I know that they're going to be excited to say, hey, we don't expect you to learn this. And that's exactly what ended up happening. We know that sometimes we go really fast. So you need to let us know when we need to 
uh, take a pause to really make sure that we're covering all the angles of which you want to learn this with. So I just wanted to give you just an example that a lot of us encounter day to day. You can use this technique when you're dealing with somebody who, a friend who's going through a heartache, you know, and refocus the mindset to what it, what are, what are we, what are our blessings in life? What are we grateful for? What is working out? What have we learned from that heartache? Although it hurts, are we learning any kind of new data that perhaps this type of person, person or this, these signs or these flags, these are things that I, I would tend to overlook. I'm learning that I'm walking into patterns willingly and I don't want to do that anymore. I'm learning that I want to become conscious of subconscious, <laughs> excuse me, um, subconscious tendencies that, you know, I just sort of fall into these relationships where I give my all and I, um, I, ha- I, I give people qualities that they haven't even earned yet. They haven't even earned that from me. And I'm putting them on a pedestal because I'm hoping for something greater when this person has fallen short of just the minimal requirements to show up in this dating relationship, you know? So remember that all data, even the failures, especially the failures, is input. And what you do with that input, that information, and how you process it, will determine how you output and what shows up in your reality. And you get to choose what that processing looks like. You have much more power than you think. So you feel, let's stop feeling that everything is happening to us. Let's start believing that everything can happen for us for a purpose that we can find after to transmute that energy into something of use. Um, to, to, to transform that data to something that is beneficial to our lives. Like, oh, wow, everything negative that happened with that person is showing me everything positive in my future mate. <laughs> no, he, this person just clarified everything that I don't want. This job, perhaps it ends up not being for her. Man, what I learned is that I'm more resilient, that I hung in there. I didn't quit day one, but after two weeks, three weeks of this, I do know that I gave it my best shot. I feel great that I'm walking away from it. I can actually part ways and explain to management why this wasn't the right fit for me and how it helped me clarify what I do want to be doing. And so you part ways in a much more enlightened uh, state of mind than if you did it from spiraling into the negativity and giving yourself all the reasons why this sucks. In the end, you end up going, oh, you know, that didn't even, maybe you feel good when you go, I quit, but then you think about it and you're like, I could have done that in a different way, perhaps. So that is just a little bit of flow time with you. Uh, It's 324. I'm going to wrap this up and um, I want to say thank you, beautiful being, for being with me on this podcast at Be You Bloom. If there's a topic that you'd like for me to cover, uh, my focus is on helping you train your brain and to override the critical filter that sometimes gets in the way and doesn't allow us to really take those positive deposits and actualize them into our brain space so that we have less resistance and less frustration and internal sabotage. Uh, so we, we get our brain on board and you are the commander of your command center. Your brain is commanding the rest of the body, um, releasing, you know, whether you're telling the brain input, uh, from your thoughts that are stressful, it's going to respond with stress chemicals like cortisol, 
um, or you're inputting a positive emotion and your body is, your brain is releasing feel-good hormones, right? Like oxytocin, the cuddle hormone, serotonin, dopamine, endorphins, motivation hormones that get us moving. So know that, that you get to input the data that you want into your heart, which informs your brain and your brain will respond accordingly. What you input is what you output. All right. Okay. Go out there, create a beautiful day ahead of you that we get to live in today. We get to enjoy this beautiful day and be you bloom. I'll talk with you soon.